Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Back at it, back in the saddle. How the hell is everyone? It is a Monday, November 21st. I am back from Vegas. Viva a la carte. Viva Las Vegas, everyone. And it is... Okay. Take a bit of a swig there. Um, I want to say that... Is it glad? Am I glad to be back home i wouldn't exactly call it that because it's vegas is anybody really ever happy to leave vegas are they really maybe some people aren't some people aren't but as a first timer out to vegas yeah i miss it already because it's quite a shock when You go out to 61 degrees out there in the desert where it's just nice. It can still be warm, but a little bit of briskness to it. 40 degrees at night, easily manageable. It's a cold, dry out there, and yet you come home to 28 degrees, blustery and cold, and reminding you of East Coast winters suck. And, and, and I'm, I'm rambling, aren't I? But if you want a detailed breakdown of how things went on Tales from the Road, Las Vegas edition, please check out your pod feed on Wednesday as that episode will be dropping. Now, just so all of you do know, also a bit of a programming note, there will be no Friday face-off this week because of it being a holiday week. So um, while there are games to be held on Friday, um, I will not be doing a Friday face-off just because it is a holiday weekend, and typically those don't do the best. But you will have a Tales from the Road Las Vegas edition there to hold all of you over. Clear as mud? Good. Let's go. So, I got a lot to cover on this, so let's go way back because I've been away ever since freaking two weeks ago, and I got a lot to catch up on. So, let's get right to it. As the Bears had a rare Friday night game all the way back on November 11th as the Bridgeport uh, Islanders came to town. And my thoughts on the Bridgeport Islanders branding have been known on this podcast for quite some time. But let me just reset my take for everyone here. Let me just reset it. I do not like them being called the Bridgeport Islanders. Are they the farm club of the New York Islanders? Yes. Yes, they are. However, 
they rebranded because they wanted to be associated with the Islanders a bit more. Their infograph said they had the tape. They got a B logo with a hockey stick as the the straight part of the B and the curved part of the stick to start the B arc. Okay, fine. The tape on the stick was really the NY of the New York Islanders logo. Cute. Real cute. They used to be called the Sound Tigers, ladies and gentlemen. And the Sound Tigers, that's such a cool name. A play on Long Island Sound, from where they are, and the Tigers. I mean, you've heard of the Connecticut Tigers in the past, but Sound Tigers, that sounds so cool. But they wanted to call themselves the Islanders, so that way... There's branding across everyone. Who cares about originality? Just be called your parent club. And lastly, what kind of pushed me over the edge on this was that they said, said our colors are blue and orange because who doesn't love the color of champions? <laughs> you see, boys and girls, I would agree with this statement if the Bridgeport Sound Tigers didn't wear the Islanders' colors. But lest we forget, if you've watched the team the past 15 years, they've always worn blue and orange. They've always worn it. All right, this this is not a team that wore yellow and black. This is not a team that wore green and blue. For the past 15 years, they've copied all the New York Islanders' colors, navy blue, royal blue, those stupid black jerseys, those horrible black wordmark jerseys. If they could do a variation of the Fisherman Gordon jerseys, they'd do it. So, you say you want to brand them as the Islanders, so that way people can associate them with their parent club more. Fine, people do this in the AHL all the time. But the thing is, you already did this! You already have this! You're just calling them the Islanders just so definitely everybody knows who the Islanders are. Trust me, I've been to Webster Bank Arena. Oh, Total Mortgage Arena. I've been there. Everybody wears Islander stuff. They know. Oh, also, Bridgeport is not an island. All right, it's not an island. It's a harbor. Notice in the name, Harbor Yard. Harbor Yard. That's where you are. So the rebranding was stupid and unnecessary. But crazy Uncle Leo, who is the GM, wants branding across the board, so okay, fine. All right, I've said my piece. I've said my rant. Let's go. Bridgeport's been playing well as of recent. Recently, they're top three in the division, inheriting those pesky Islanders mentality. 7-0 and when the team starts starts gets the first goal and the bears play pretty good when they're up front too the bears have been playing pretty decently getting a nice getting a nice little wins up there against wilkesbury and early on in early on in the first and you know zach even said well this team does really good when they start early and here comes bridgeport on the two-on-one Kyle fishing holds hold shoots he scores Ugh, a really nice play and a slow line change led to a two-on-one and Bridgeport getting their first goal of the night. So, who did we have in goal this game? Well, I'm sure we're going to get Zach Ficali out there. And you got Zach Ficali out there. And I expect to see Corey Schneiderlich. 
Skarik. Jacob Skarik. Oh. Okay. No Corey Schneider. Okay. No Chris Terry in the lineup either. And yet, Bridgeport just scores first. But the Bears do get right back at it with the two-on-one. All their... All their own. Ethan Frank gets a puck in the zone. Nice feed by Shane Gersich. Ethan Frank, he shoots, he scores! Ethan Frank scores! His fifth goal in five straight games. A precious baby boy who must be protected at all costs. Ethan Frank, fifth of the season. Assist to Gersich and Lucas. And we are tied at 1-1 after one. Good job, boys. And um, But early on in the second... Well, Bridgeport just goes right back to work themselves as as they get a nice puck, punches out in front, and Hudson Feshing again jabs and spears the puck, and it's in. It's it's what? It's in? I can't see down that far because they're at the other end of the ice. Yeah, it's in. Lights on, ref points, it's in. Hudson Feshing with his fifth of the season, second of the game, 2-1 Bridgeport. Lovely, lovely. Fine. But the Bears were getting their fourth line at work in this game, I noticed. And Todd Nelson was was rewarding this. Because Bridgeport, they like to play the boards. They like to play the neutral zone. They are doing exactly what their parent club does. Clog up the zone. Don't give them the boards. A bit of a forechecking, a bit of a neutral zone trap. It's uh, It's kind of weird. But you know what? Sometimes in hockey, weird works. And it's working for this Islanders team. Already had at this point was like 7-2 and two on the season. Very unexpected. But later on in the second, the fourth line just going to work again. Pressing on the boards. Winning puck battles. God, I love this. This is great, great work. Back out to... To the point, Oreo winds, fires, traffic in front. Zarek can't get it. Kale Kessie in front of the net, slaps it into the net. Kale Kessie! Finally, Kale Kessie gets his first of the season. And finally, when he isn't being annoying, gets a big body in front. Big boy in front and clean up rebound goals. We've been missing that. We've been missing that since Matt Molson retired. <sighs> Miss you, buddy boy. Kale Kessie gets his first of the season. Assist to Oreo and Riley Sutter. And it's 2-2 after two. And you feel like this is going to be one of those Hershey-Bridgeport games. They're just going to drag out and just fight and battle each other. Two pretty good teams going after each other. Very interesting. But early on in the third, Bears, the fourth line, going to work again. Getting pucked down low, winning battles, scrumming up against the board. Scrummy, scrum, scrum. I love it. I love it. Battling. LaPierre down low. Throws in front. Gersich wide open. Kneeling one-timer. He scores! He scores! Shane Gersich gets it in for his second of the season. Shane Gersich in the net. LaPierre, his sixth assist of the season. And Ethan Frank, his first assist. Shh. Hendricks LaPierre. He's getting points and working his way up the points. But don't tell anyone, especially Washington. Please don't. Shane Gersich, second of the season, 3-2. All right. 
We're going to get this. We're going to make some noise. We're going to do what John Tapper does. I'm shutting this team down. Shut it down. We're going home. I got a flight to get to in the morning. It's 3-2 Hershey. We're done. We are good to go. And what do you mean? The Islanders just scored. Kyle McLean after a net mouth scramble that bounces off a Gersich stick and somehow finds him. Kyle McLean just slaps it past Bukali and we're tied at three. Guys, I got a flight in the morning. I'm spending seven hours in the sky. I can't afford to go late. Still got things to do. And we're going to overtime. Not a bad option against, against this team. Not... Well, not a bad option for either team. And we go to overtime, and we go into it, and all right, here we go. Little three-on-three. Let's get the Jenga Towers up, and away we go. And the Bears get some possession. Not much doing it. The first unit they send out was Vecchione, Ennis, and Bobby effing Nardella. I like this. They get out there. They get the lineup they want. They get some good possession going. Some possession going. Get back. Nardella gets off. In, Della gets off, Oreo comes on, Annis gets off, gets a fresh body out there, and we got Morelli, Oreo, and Ennis out there. Ennis driving in, just holding the puck deep, just taking it around Bridgeport, barely any time with the puck. Great job out of him. Ennis over to Morelli, looking, bit of a pick play. Drops off to Oreo, who skates around to the top of the circle. He shoots, he scores! He scores! He scores! Fifth, yes! Vinny got him! Vinny got him! Ice cold milk and a Degorio cookie. <laughs> Vincent Diorio wins it! Overtime winner and that's it! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Bridgeport. Go to your room, Corey Schneider. And that's it. Bears win it. 4-3 to three the final. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Vincent Oreo, his first professional goal good on you lad good on you mason morelli with the six assists of the season sam ennis fifth assist of the season good job boys as the bears get the overtime win and the extra point against the boys in the blue and orange three stars of the game shane gersich with a goal and an assist kale kessie with the second and vincent vincent oreo with a goal and an assist. Good on them. Good win. As a lot of you who listen to this podcast know, I am a firm believer in winning the weekend, as Troy Mann has said. And you get that Friday win, and the weekend becomes a heck of a lot easier to deal with. So, we go to Saturday. Off to Saturday we go, sorry. And, got I was looking up on my phone. And, <laughs> I got to be honest with you guys on here. Well, what do you mean I got to be honest? I'm always honest with you on this podcast. I always am. I tell the truth on here. That's what you guys like about this. And well, I don't have much from this. Because this game took place while I was in Philly trying to get to my terminal Well, getting to my terminal and getting to my connecting flight out to Vegas. And the stupid plane, yeah, I had to do some workings just to get on the uh, the plane's Wi-Fi. And um, I just, so I don't have 
so I wasn't able to listen to this game as much. Hell, I couldn't even get much updates. You're in the sky, on airplane mode. I can't get you much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and all I know is that I'm on this flight and I'm trying to listen. Bridgeport scores late in, late in the third with some guy by the name of Sivigny. Sivigny, whatever. And I see Hendrix Lapierre is, get a very brief notification as we're flying over, like, Illinois, I think. Either Illinois or Colorado. I didn't know. I'm in the sky. I don't know. But Hendrix Lapierre ties it. Good on him. And after that, it's radio silence. I can't get notifications. I'm lucky I'm even able to game while I'm up there. All I got, I, I got to go with my Spotify and and Audible. Reading Fight Club. Don't judge me. And all I know is that I get out to Henry McCarran Airport, formerly known as the Wayne Newton Airport, and I touch down, turn off the airplane mode, you know, as we're getting into the gate. And for all of you who have flown, you know this. You go off of airplane mode, ding, 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 ding. Your phone just lights up like a Christmas tree. I'm like, all right, Bridgeport scored, Bears overtime, and I see it. I see it there in overtime from the circle. I watch the highlight as I'm walking into the terminal. Over to the circle, Sam Ennis winds, fires, he scores! Sam Ennis! Thank God Bridgeport again! Sam Ennis! And I really have to be careful how I talk about this. Sam Ennis wins it for the Bears in overtime. Once again, the Bears win in overtime. I gotta be careful who I'm talking about. Sam beats him in overtime. Bears win it 2-1 to the final. In overtime. And again, I'm I'm sorry I don't have much to uh to get from this game because again, I was <laughs> I was I'm in the sky. That's why. That is why. I, I wish I could have had a lot more to uh to uh, to tell you guys. I really did. But I was just I was just I was flying. These things happen. I was on my honeymoon. And speaking of, that Saturday, they wel- that Sunday, they welcomed their first Canadian opponent into Giant Center. Was I there? No. I was off in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm there going around the New York, New York casino. I mean, it, and it's a really weird sensation when, you know, your team is playing at, uh, I think it was, Five o'clock East Coast time, and then suddenly uh, it's it's one or two o'clock in Vegas. Game start, Hershey Bear. Oh, it's two o'clock out here, and they're starting. Oh, okay. But the boys go back at it at the tail end of a three and three, a home three and three, but still work you got to do. As we welcome Le Rocket de Laval. The team from Eastern Canada coming down to Hershey on the tail end of a 3-3 three and three themselves. From Syracuse to Lehigh to Hershey. And again, a bit of a weird, you know, weird from them coming to us. And again, myself, still out in Vegas. Still out in Vegas during this time, but took in the highlights as I could. But early on in the first, Hendricks LaPierre gets the puck down low, skates around front, just takes a lane that's given to him. Who lets him? Walks out in front, Rister, he scores! Hendricks LaPierre gets it in! Just 
Who lets him just skate out front? It's just do to do to do. I have the puck. Let me skate into the slot. Take out my phone. Oh, hey, it's five o'clock. Bam! Into the net. Beautiful stuff. Hendrix LaPierre, third of the season. Assist to Gersich and big Gabriel Carlson. Good seeing that. Bears get a power play late in the late in the period and working the puck along the far boards. This this power play needs to get going. And uh, looks like a Laval player got the stick knocked out their hands or something. But yeah, let's keep let's keep this going. Mason Morelli from the boards to LaPierre over to Bobby at the top of the point. Looking, fakes a shot. Fire boy! Gets into the slot a little bit more. Winds, fires. He scores! Bobby freaking Nardella! Bobby effing Nardella! Power play goal! And it's 2-0, Hershey. Bobby's second of the season. Assist to LaPierre and Mason Morelli. LaPierre climbing up the charts. And into the third we go. And um, Bears and Firm in total control. Bringing a nice little two-on-one. Two on one. Mason Morelli feeds it to Carlson. Leads it behind for Ennis, who just skates in the slot. Deeks backhands, and oh my goodness, he gets it in. Sam Ennis just comes in. Just, just do, 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 do. Skate, skate, lock. Back of the net. Back of the net. Ha! And just skates right off. And Sam Ennis finding his score, scoring touch. Good on him. Good for him. Sam Ennis, his third of the season. Gabriel Carlson and Mason Morelli with the assist. And it's 3-0, Hershey. Smiles, everyone. Smiles. And uh, is this really the Laval team that's really been giving us fits over the past couple years? The Bears have not done well from the boys from Quebec, Canada. And I just got to say, even though I wasn't there, I saw in the highlights, and it was... Laval's beautiful red jerseys. I like Laval um, Laval's jerseys. They look good. They just absolutely fantastic scenes out of them. And just and the little Gabriel's Saint Hubert's chicken patch. Mm, lovely, 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 lovely stuff. So the Bears go into the third, up three nothing. If I was in Giant Center. Fun times to be had by all. Anthony Richard comes down to the circles. He shoots and he scores. Anthony Richard breaks up the shutout with his ninth goal this season. Meh. <laughs> don't care. And like in, in the words of Smoke and Jay Cutler, don't care, brah. We're up 3-0. He's okay. We got this. And we head toward. They pull the goalie. And Henrik Rybinski gets the empty netter to make it 4-1. Henrik Rybinski's second of the season. Pilon and Bjorkstrom with the assists. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Eastern Canada, as the Bears win it with the final 4-1 and a clean sweep of the previous weekend. Good on the boys to get three straight wins, all at home, mind you, but against... A really good Bridgeport team and a Laval team. Who knows what could have happened with them. But the Bears get their, get three wins in a row. Climb up the rankings. Uh, sixth win overall. Six straight wins overall. And great to see about the boys. Now, 
that's traditionally where it would be it. But um, I still got a whole other weekend to uh, to take care of. I've still got this past weekend to take care of as well. So let's get right into it. Mm. A little sip of Perrier here, and away we go. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there I am at the casino and just, you know, we're going, we're traveling around, taking in some sites and all that doing kind of our wind down in Vegas and I'm trying to keep an eye out on what's going on the Bears traveled up to Wilkesbury to take on those no good dirty filthy rotten Wilkesbury Scranton baby penguins and um I was up there two weeks ago I'm sure they'll be fine they'll be fine they got the six game winning streak Wilkesbury's been struggling a bit and Dan Caligula gets the first goal of the night at uh, four sixteen to make it one nothing Wilkesbury. Okay, all right, the boys will be fine. I can walk around Vegas and they'll be fine. We'll be fine, all right. They're at a nice little Italian eatery area, nice little little Italy area. Pull out my phone, and still nothing. Still one nothing. Bears not doing anything. Is it going to be one of those nights in Wilkesbury? Going to be one of those low scoring nights? And well, it was one thing. Excuse me, it was definitely not our night. John Gruden gets another goal up there in Wilkesbury to make it 2 nothing. Okay, 2 nothing. We can handle this. We can handle this. But 90 seconds later, Sam Houdin makes it 3 nothing. And, um, yeah. You can kind of tell where this is going, isn't it? Even though Wilkesbury was giving the Bears chances... But the power play was just not there. Three straight penalties for Wilkes-Barre. Um, interference, tripping, and a delay of game at the end of the game. But um, wasn't enough. Philippe Hollander, who continues to burn the Bears in his own right, gets his fifth goal of the season and third goal against the Bears to make it 4 nothing. And uh, that was all she wrote. The streak comes to an end as Wilkes-Barre wins. Zach Fucali takes the loss, going 18 for 21. And the Bears' win streak comes to an end. 4-0 the final from up there in Wilkes-Barre. Thank God I was on vacation. Three stars of that night went to Jonathan Gruden, Drake Cagula, and Dustin Tokarski with the shutout. No, I feel about freaking dealing with... AHL October Goaltender of the Month, Dustin Tilkarski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But okay, okay. I'm sure the bear bears will be good. I mean, we'll. I mean, we'll be fine. I mean, it was, it's a bad night, Wilkesbury, and then the boys just go. Just are gonna go at it against Hartford as I'm flying home. In all this, you know, um, I get into Charlotte at around seven. 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, because I was flying out of Vegas at around um, at around noon their time, but you're going through three freaking time zones. So it's four hours. I was in the sky, but it was seven because of all the time zone changes, and I land. And um, the Bears are taking on the Hartford Wolfpack, who have not had the best of seasons this year. I mean, they're 500, but um, when a division, you have... Pretty good amount of teams. Um, they're just, they're just kind of just hanging around. They're not really all that good. Um, so the Bears in Hartford for a two pair this this weekend, and uh, the boys go at it. They get going out there on a Saturday night. Big crowd turnout and big plans on for Sunday afternoon. Afternoon early there in the first. Puck comes out in the slot for Mason Morelli. He scores! Mason Morelli gets it in! And it's 1-0 Hartford. Oh. Okay. Who's that net? Wait, who's the net? Louis Dalming. Louis Dalming. That Louis Dalming. You mean former Stanley Cup playoff Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender Louis Dalming? That guy? <laughs> okay. And the Bears are really taking it to Hartford. The four checks really working in, the, in this game. And you notice with Hartford that their system a few years ago was a four-checking system themselves. But I don't know if it's just a change of go- coach or a ta- change of system, but the Bears are just giving them fits in their own offensive zone, forcing them to make quick decisions that they just they just don't want to make. And it's messing up their flow. These rotten kids are flow- throwing off me mojo. As Grimm in the Grimm Adventures of Millie, Billy and Mandy once said. But Puck goes and dumped in. Louis Dalming has a little trouble playing it. Throws in front. Henrik Bjorkstrom. He scores! Louis Dalming. Booga, booga, booga. Booga, 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 booga. <laughs> no wonder he's in the American Hockey League. Henrik Bjorkstrom gets a booga 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 goal, and it's two nothing hard, two nothing Hershey. All right, periods winding down there in the first. Bears still pressuring Hartford. Five seconds left in the period, and the Bears get a puck and down low. They're cycling it off the boards. Mason Morelli takes it off the boards, throws it. Out front for Garrett Pilon is just all alone. Guys, there's only two seconds left. Who shoots? And he scores! The red light! The red light came on before the green! It counts! It's in! It's in! And they go to check it. It's in! And the Bears are up 3-0 after the first period. Oh my goodness! Hartford, what are you doing? You play to the whistle. Why'd you stop? My goodness. I, I might have to say that, that about this team. Mm. Garrett Pilon gets his second of the season. Morelli with his ninth assist of the season. Logan Day with his second assist of the season. Pilon, Bjorkstrom, Ness, and Bobby all had assists in the period. And it's 3-0 as I'm seeing this in the airport. And (laughs) 
this could get ugly. Well, Sam Ennis said, hold my beer. Steps into a circle shot, winds it, fires, and he scores! Sam Ennis is on a hot streak. Hot Sam, I need to stop. The hockey gods do not... Why do the hockey gods give us such great, bountiful gifts? Sam Ennis, his fourth in as many games, and it's 4 nothing Hershey. Power play for the Bears. Gets set up. Vec Scar Ennis gets it over to Vec Scarbosa, who just fakes a shot, and everybody just goes over to him. Cross-ice feed for Vecchione. Shoots, and he scores! Oh, my goodness. Scarbosa faked the entire state of Connecticut. And it's 5 nothing Power play goal for the Bears. 5 nothing. Oh, my goodness. Andy Walensky would get a goal for Hartford to make it 5-1 to make them feel good about themselves. But Hendricks Lop here would get one more stuff attempt. And Dylan Mickelrath with a nice assist to make it 6-1 Hershey. And it's a laugher. It is a laugher in Chocolatown. Uh, let's see, who was the poor bastard for Hartford that started? Louis Dalming started when 6-for-9 in the first and got yoinked. And Dylan Gerland for Hartford went 20-for-23. 20 20 and uh, Hunter Shepard, 18-for-19, but didn't have to work all that much. And as I touched down in Harrisburg at around 10 o'clock, that was it. That was it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Hartford. Bears win it 6-1 to the final. Your three stars were Mason Morelli with a goal and an assist. Sam Ennis, two points as well. Henrik Bjorkstrom, two goals, but with the game winner. Good job with the lads. Good job recovering after a tough, tough loss the night before. In Wilkesbury, good to come back home and beat somebody well you're supposed to beat. And that takes us well to tonight's game. That takes us to where where we are right now. As I'm finally all caught up. I've got six games I've had to recap. As I was finally back at Giant Center, as the Bears took on the Hartford Wolfpack one more time with feeling. And this, boys and girls, well, hockey fights cancer night. Always a sentimental time for the Bears. Always a time where, you know, the Bears community and the hockey community in general, but the Bears fan base affected by cancer. A lot of friends and family, yours truly, had a friend of the family pass away from cancer. And I'm sure that all you who listen to this podcast, I'm sure you know somebody too. And... We here at the Grits and Barrett podcast, and I'm sure there are other hockey podcasters out there. We always give our support to hockey fights cancer, even though, even though the um, it's gone into more of a blanket campaign as opposed just for breast cancer awareness. But me and the guys, we always love this time of year, and we see around the league and different teams' creativity as we see the lavender get splashed on the team's jerseys. Some teams do it really well. I mean, da- the the NHL warm-up ones are nice. The Dallas Stars look really good. Um, the Rochester Americans did a really good job with theirs. Last year, Laval did an amazing job. All teams do different variations of it, and these are worn during the games. 
And I like that there is creativity, that there is their own stamp. No two teams do their nights the same. And it's really great to see. So a good amount of people showed up. It was a Sunday game and... um, All right, I'm going to come out and say it. There could have been more. Maybe there should have been more. Maybe this is just... For whatever reasons. But it was a bit of a disappointing crowd. When you know that cancer and the Bears fan base has touched so many people over the years. But we go back at it. On a Sunday. And the Bears... um, yeah, let let's let's get Hartford. Let's win the weekend per se. You lost Friday. You got to get a win tonight. And early on in the game, Hartford just comes in. Andy Rolinski, long shot, and he scores. Hartford gets on the board early. The Hartford Wolfpack. Well, my bad. Let me rewind that because I was actually at this game. Um, the Bears got called for a penalty when Hartford was getting away with a nice slash or a hook. Bears get called on a bogus tripping call, and Andy Walensky gets the power play goal, obviously, because that's what happens. Walensky, with his third of assistant season, assisted to Brzezinski and Gettinger, one nothing. But the Bears would get back into it, to it, as Shane Gersich would lead a nice little two-on-one up the ice, throws a pro- crossing to Napravrik, he shoots, he scores! Julian Napravrik, that's his first! Ties the game. Nice job by the lad. His first professional goal, Julian get ties the game. But before that, before that, the Bears were a little sluggish to get going. And you know what? When that happens, you got to turn to someone you know. Daddy Dylan Mickelrath said, all right, you need me to get into it? Got into a nice little scrummy scrum scrum with Matt Rempel just grabs his jersey and bam, just throwing hands, throwing fists, throwing bam, 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 tiger, uppercut, tiger, uppercut, and just gets him and down. Oh my goodness, goes Rob Bell, who took a couple on the chin. Well done, lads. Well done. And it led to an private goal. Fighting works. That's one of the appropriate times. Later on in the period, Puck dumped in on Louis Dalming, who misplays the puck again. Henrik Bjornquist out front. He scores! Cleans up the misplayed puck. Booga, booga, booga on Louis Dalming. And it's 2-1 Hershey. Yes, world, go on! Bjorkstrom, fourth of the season. Rybinski with his assist. And it's 2-1 Hershey. And God hates Hartford. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get this. We're going to do great. It's going to be fine. We got a power play to start the period. We're going to be all right. And um, Hartford sort of doing what the Rangers like to do, like to have an aggressive penalty kill, and are able to to steal the puck. Gettinger steals it in, and it's a is that a three-on-two developing? And gets it over to Gettinger. Shoots. Big rebound. Scores. Ben Harper gets the rebound as a... Three on two crashes the net shorthanded. A lazy puck play just turns into a. Who had those guys? Another defenseman scoring for Hartford. Tied at two. Okay. It's fine. We'll be okay. Hartford really pressing there in the period. 
as Hartford gets a puck out to a point. Ty Eberson, like five guys in front of Fukali, looks over Fukali, throws it in, and he scores. Oh my goodness, a long bomb from Ty Eberson, to which on the replay, he had the right side of the net completely open as Fukali had no idea where the puck was. Five guys screening him. And Hartford takes the lead 3-2. to two. All right. Okay. 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 It's Hartford. It's Hartford. We'll be fine. We got this. And just the rest of the game was the Bears ramming their heads into a wall. Can't get anything going. Three and three legs. Hartford doing just enough to win. While the Bears are doing just enough to lose. And you could say like, oh, well, it's a three and three. The, the, the guys are tired. They already beat them the previous night. Yeah. You didn't win Friday, though. If we would have won Friday and Saturday, they'd be a bit more okay with this. But apparently, Hartford just, they, they want to get a win this weekend. They want to try and salvage something, split the weekend. The Bears have played three-on-three, and they had some three-in-three with having some travel up to Wilkes-Barre. Hartford sat waiting on us with their booster club. I should know. I met them. But third period, still nothing. Every time the Bears get the puck in, they can't retrieve it. Passes aren't being completed. Stretch passes aren't being collected. And while, yes, I've seen this in a three-on-three before, the guys are just, ugh. Nothing is getting going with them. Just nothing. Pull the goalie with two and a half to go. But a failed dump-in gets retrieved by Kyle Kulali, who throws it down to the empty net. Kyle Kul gives the... Hartford gets the empty netter, and that's it. Hartford wins 4-2 the final. And Bears lose on Hockey Fights Cancer night. Lovely. Three stars of the night go to Julian Napraerik for Hershey for getting his first professional goal. Tim Gettinger with two assists, and Ty Eberson with the game winner gets the first star. And that pretty much did it. So the Bears go 1-2 and two on the weekend after winning uh, six straight. Um, now the cynic side of me says, why didn't you win the weekend? But winning six in a row? You know, okay, I'm fine. I'm okay, I'm not pleased by it, but Bears couldn't get their 10th win of the season as of yet. Still gives them 20 points and a 667 percentage to keep them at third in the Atlantic. Atlantic. Let's run down the Atlantic here real quickly as the Providence Bruins didn't have the best weekend but are still 10-2-2-2, 24 points on the season, still leading the division. Bridgeport, 9-3-3 with 21 points at 700. I just said the Bears at third. Uh, Charlotte actually had a decent Northeast roadie at 9-4-1-1 with 20 points sitting at fourth. Springfield has seemed to righted the ship after a slow start. Seven and six with zero and three with six, 17 points. Wilkes-Barre has had a bit of a drop-off, but 
Um, they've played the least games in the division at 13 at 7, 5 and 1. They're going to double dip in Charlotte before the holiday weekend. Lehigh Valley getting back into it as well at 7, 6 and 1 with 15 points. And in dead last is Hartford at 500 at 5, 5, 1 and 3 for 14 points. So. At the well, we're not exactly at the quarter pole mark as of yet. That would be next week. We'll go over it once we get there. Quick view of the North. Toronto leads the North with 21 points. Rochester and Cleveland at 18. Syracuse and Belleville with 15. Laval with 13. And the Utica Comets. Four, six, one, and one. Dear Lord, what's going on up there in Oop State, New York? So the Bears sitting in third in the Atlantic as we head later into the week. So what is up next for the boys in chocolate and white? Well, it's a Hollandaise weekend for all of us. As you know, Thursday is Turkey Day for all of us here in the U.S. Um, Wednesday night, typically a good, healthy smattering of games. And the Bears will be playing, but not at home as we travel to the M&M Center to take on the Springfield Thunderboids for a Thanksgiving Eve matchup. 7.05 start up there in Western Connecticut. The boys will be spending Thanksgiving up there in Massachusetts. Thanksgiving Day, only one game between Coachella Valley and Calgary. Black Friday, games aplenty as the Bears will travel to Hartford to take on the Hartford Wolfpack, returning the favor from this past weekend. Friday and Saturday tilt there at the XL Center. The Bears are getting out of town. Because of um, Jurassic Park Live coming to Giant Center. And in the words of Homer Simpson, stupid dinosaurs. And uh, that'll do it for the Grits and Barrett podcast this week. Lots of recaps to get to, but thank you to all of you for your time, your energy, and your listens, and your downloads. And thank you to everyone um, for just, well, letting me have this week off. I know there wasn't any promotion or any content, or really anything. But as is needed in life, I, I needed to disconnect. I went to Vegas, I disconnected, I connected more with my wife, and life was good. I didn't want to leave it. I really didn't. And even had some people ask me, well, why don't you move out there? Well, why don't I? Maybe someday. Who knows? Who knows? But to everyone, there will be another podcast to drop later on in the week. That will be Tales from the Road. And I will be back next Monday as we will recap a busy Thanksgiving weekend, everyone. And we will head into the Hollandaise season. So to everyone, everyone, viva a la carte, viva Las Vegas, and above all else, go Bears. We'll catch you next time, everyone. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. 
Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.